Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hey, curious people, welcome to Pretty Curious, our podcast on all things beauty. I'm Jonathan Van Ness. This week, we're talking to one of my favorite hair colorists. I've been following her forever. Uh, She's based in Los Angeles, Liz Jung. She's got tons of celebrity clients. She has an incredible story of who she assisted for, how she started doing hair. I love her. I'm fascinated by her. And I just, we're going deep on the tips and tricks for coloring hair and what it takes to nail a blonde transformation and also what you as a client should expect, um, how you can navigate the salon world and really all the things that are happening in salons in Los Angeles right now. But first, it's time to get ready with me. I feel like I've done a lot of uh, bougier suggestions on this part of the pod. And also, guys, now that Pretty Curious is every Monday, when I think when we first started Pretty Curious, as we were figuring out our cadence, I was doing like skincare, hair care. Like I was doing every single like um, category of, of product. I'm going to pick one or two because it's weekly and we want to give you some something uh, and give me something to look forward to. But so this week for our product review... We're going high-low. Avino Shaving Cream. You guys, I've been using Avino Shaving Cream exclusively for... I'm going to say 13... No, like since I was like 20. So I would say like 17 years. Like a long time. I love it. I have really bad psoriasis. Things that are fragranced really with... um, Like fragrant shaving cream just really does not agree with my face. And Avino just does it for me. I love it. I love them. I've used them for 10 million years. I love the light blue cap one. I love the dark blue cap one. If you have sensitive skin, Avino Shave Cream is for you. And also one other tip I will just say really quickly for uh, anyone who shaves, um, let the shaving cream sit on your skin for like a minute, like 45 seconds to a minute will actually work its way under your hair and like lift the hair up. So you get a closer shave and it lessens the chance that you're going to get an ingrown hair. So whether you're shaving your face, your legs, whatever, It's a good tip. All right, let's get into some beauty news. We knew that Beyonce was launching her hair care line. She made it official. She told us the name. It is Sacred. Um, Hair is Sacred. The journey begins February 20th. This is the depths to with which I know that I am like a healed person. I am like, I'm excited. I own a hair care company and I'm so excited for Beyonce's. I am so excited. Like I am, I'm giving like rising tide lifts all ships. I feel like it is, I I am so excited for Beyonce. I'm so excited for these products. I just think there's enough room for everyone to succeed. And I'm so excited to see how she approaches her hair care business. I'm a huge fan of hers. I know it's going to be amazing. I love Tina Knowles. Um, She's actually been like on my top three getting curious list for like six years. Um, If anyone knows Tina Knowles, we love you, Tina Knowles. Um, But I just, I am just really excited for Beyonce. And I'm excited that 
more people are creating innovative formulas to bring to consumers. Because I think consumers are more knowledgeable than ever. Um, and I'm so grateful for the the community of folks who, who support JVN Hair, who have shown up for JVN Hair and who continue to show, show up for JVN Hair. And I just... I love the hair care community. We are a fun community. I love talking about hair care and I cannot wait to see what Beyonce comes up with. Also, in beauty news and hot takes, it was a little bit, I think it, the Grammys was like last week now. So we had the Grammys, but can we talk about Miley's hair? I love that she went for a fully 80s silhouette and modernized it on 2024. I thought that that was such a risk. I thought she looked incredible. Um, I just thought Miley's look was just one for the ages and just such a rock star. So cool. Um, also Celine, so good to see Celine. She looked stunning. Also Heather McMahon, her red carpet live from E, her red carpet look so hot. Like, come on, Heather. Yes. We have some listener questions on this episode, which I think is really fun too. Skincare. This question asks, where to start for a basic skincare routine? It's intimidating. I would say there's there's three products that you've got to have. A great cleanser to wash your face at night, at the end of the day, and in the morning. Um, I would say a great moisturizer uh, to sleep in because we need to have a great moisturizer to sleep in. And I would say a great light SPF. Um, I think your SPF should be at least SPF like 30 to 50 for your daily, um, quick absorbing. I don't want it to feel like you've got a lot of, you know, heaviness on your skin. I love the shade drops by summer Fridays for, um, sunscreen. Um, but there's a lot of other ones that I really like too. Um, but I think morning time, it's about washing your face, putting on your sunscreen. Then at nighttime, washing your face, putting on your moisturizer, um, if it's like a day when you're just like absolutely not leaving the house and you're like, I'm not even sitting by a window, like I'm not going outside or it's like pouring down rain outside all day, like I don't need to wear sunscreen um, and it's just like full cloud cover, then you could cleanse moisturizer in the morning and then wash at night moisturize. So it's like the most basic that you could do. Our next question is, does anything make your hair grow faster or thicker? So much of hair growing faster or thicker is about taking care of the hair that you have so as to say that you're not breaking it off. A lot of people who are asking that question about wanting to grow their hair faster and thicker have naturally finer hair. If your hair is naturally finer, it's going to be more prone to breakage. Um, it's going to be more prone to split ends and ends that just kind of give up on you. So one important thing is, is to sleep with your hair gently tied up, not in a snatched slick pony, like not with a lot of tension on the hairline, but you want to gather your hair in a loose, loose top bun um, or top knot. If your hair is really curly, it's we call it the pineapple, um, but you want to do a silk scrunchie. What's best is to do silk scrunchie and then a silk bonnet with silk pillowcase. That is going to create the least potential for rubbing, friction, um, or breakage, or uh, any sort of like tension or like heat kind of friction breakage that happens from sleeping with your hair down. So that's a huge thing. Also, a pre-poo treatment is going to help the hair grow uh, or encourages good hair growth. So like the pre-wash scalp oil by JBN, for instance, we use neem oil in there. We have um, rosemary extract in there. Rosemary has been shown to increase blood flow, which supports good hair growth. It also has turmeric in it, which supports um, 
better circulation, more robust hair growth. Um, and there's also things that are topical, like, you know, like your hymns or like your Propecia. Um, I've been on Propecia for a really long time, not to give medical advice. You should always talk to your doctor about it. But there are some medicines and like your Rogaine's. Again, it's important with doctors because like women like have a different thing that they're supposed to like not touch like finasteride, which is Propecia. It's like, just ask your doctor. But there are some medicines and some topical things. And then there's more of like, you know, like a pre-wash scalp oil, like what JV and hair makes, um, or like some scalp essences that other company makes, which will help support robust hair growth. Um, also there's like the red light therapy things, like those little like things you can put on your head. Um, but all of those you have to use consistently and you got to use them for at least three months to see the difference. But I think sleeping with your hair up, silk pillowcase, silk scrunchie is a really good place to start. And also heat protectant is another really good place to start. Cause if you're not using heat protectant, and you're heat styling your hair, and also even just sleeping with your hair down and not using heat protectant, just a lot of like disintegration of your ends just kind of makes, it just fuzzes up your ends. So you want to like buffer your ends. Um, okay, last question. But seriously, where does the bronzer go? In cheek hollows, apples, hairline, brow, lid, where? It's a really good question. And it come and brings up for me our episode with Trace Lissette. And even uh, our Pretty Curious episode with Trace and even our Pretty Curious episode with Sanaj or Gigi Good. Bronzer can go in every single place where this person asked. It could go on your apples. It could go on your hairline. It could go on your brow bone. It could go on your eyelid. It could go on your below your cheeks. It could go on your neck. It, it really depends. It can go on your nose. It really depends on your facial shape and what you're trying to accomplish. So with contouring, dark colors are going to make the thing the thing that you're putting a darker color on is going to make it more kind of go away or recede and an open and a light color is going to like open it or make it seem bigger so dark makes it seem a little smaller light makes it seem bigger so that's why if you ever see people contouring their nose and they want to contour their nose to be smaller they're going to put the the darker color on like the sides of their nose to make the sides seem smaller and they put the light color along the bridge of the nose and on like the tip of the nose to try to make that part seem like skinnier and like more like a button nose or that's like why people will try to like they'll put darker color like on their neck or or, or like underneath their jaw to try to like make the underneath like your kind of like double chin area or like your neck area, like seems smaller or like more pushed back, pushed up. Um, so that's the theory around contour. So it really depends on your facial shape and what you're trying to do. I would say typically you wouldn't put bronzer on the apples of your cheeks unless that's like all you had and you were just doing like a quick bronze look and you just threw some on your cheeks and like just to give yourself a little like suntan vibe and you were just doing like not very much product than you could, but you typically you would put like a little blush on the apples of your cheek and then bronzer lives like below that. But again, it depends on your facial shape and what you're trying to accomplish. Um, and I think if you are someone who's curious about contouring and you want to get into it more, then practice before you have like a big event. Like don't, or don't practice right before you have a big event. Like do it a couple days before that because you're, you know, we're always learning. So that was fun. Are we loving listener questions and pretty curious? Let us know. Uh, but now it's time to get to our conversation with Liz Jung. 
Liz Jung is LA's go-to colorist for blonde transformations. She was mentored by the one and only, one of the most sought-after hair colorists in the industry, Tracy Cunningham. Liz works at Mare Salon in West Hollywood, which shares celebrity clients like Emma Stone, Natalie Portman. She has a celebrity clientele of her own. Uh, Liz is major. She's worked with so many people. I'm so excited that she took the time to come on Pretty Curious with us today. So let's get to our combo. Liz, thank you so much for coming on. I love your work so much. First of all, I want to say I am such a fan and I just binge watch Queer Eye eighth season, you know, Nola. Oh. And like every time you inspire me and I like crying, crying. <laughs> like, Did you like the hair? Yes, I loved it. Especially the nun. I feel like the nun with the oh my God, curls. Yeah. Oh my Can God. I tell you, they cut it out of there so you can't see, but I balayaged her hair and then I... um. And the whole time I was balayaging it, I was like, I hope. Because, like, I wanted her hair to, like, I wanted to give it more fullness. Um, and I really was fighting with myself because I was like, is this the time? Or should I just do, like, a semi, like, like, a semi, like, light brown all over to thicken it up? But then I was like, you know what? I do want to do some dimension, but I don't want to create an obviously highlighted look. So I just did, like, some, like, a really minimal partial. Um, and then I toned it all over with, like, I think I did seven on her root and then like an eight GB and eight N mixed together on Love like that. everything else. Yeah. So just it looks so kind natural. of similar, but yeah, I wanted it to be like tone on tone, yeah. like not too obvious, I, but I, I wanted that like hair. texture. Yeah. Oh man, thank you. <laughs> ah! Well, you can leave now. Then. I no, um, so, okay. So yeah. So Liz, will you just tell us like before we jump in? I mean, we, I did, I, I talked a little bit about you uh, before you came in here, just to tell everyone, but you've been working in L. Just tell us about like your career, how you got started, um, who you like, who you have gotten to work on and witness and see, like, because you're just you have you have such an incredible story to your the beginning of your career. I just want people to know. I've you know ever since I was little, my mom would have me come into her bathroom and she was like, "Okay, you're gonna do my gray touch up." And you're going to do my perm twice a year. You know, like the Korean mom perm. <laughs> so, like, I was her hairstylist because, you know, she couldn't afford it back then. So, yeah. And were you guys, and were you, like, in L.A.? Yeah, we were in L.A. I grew up in L.A., you know, immigrated here when I was eight, you know, so. So you're just, like, in L.A., baby Liz. Your mom's, like, get in here. You're doing my roots. <laughs> yeah. You're doing my perms. Yeah. And then you were just kind of, like, oh, I kind of like doing this. Yeah. Like, I kind of like hair. Yeah. I became obsessed with hair and all hair products. And my mom was like, okay, you could stop now. But, you know, it just kept growing. And my love for it just just didn't end. And I became, like, everybody's hairstylist. Like, all my friends, my sister, you know. And people were like, you need to go to school. And then my parents were like, no, you're going to go get a bachelor's, you know, degree first. So I did get a late start and worked at a law firm. And then I went to UCSD and majored in econ. And like um, my dad, he got cancer and my mom got sick at the same time. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to quit and go help them and then work. And you know what, I'm going to go to beauty school just to try it out. Doesn't hurt. And once I started and started working on, you know, those volunteers that come and pay $2 for haircuts. Yeah. <laughs> once I like started doing hair, um, I fell in love. I was like, this is it.
So, so then you started doing hair and you've basically, when you finished hair school, you've worked in LA like that whole time. Yeah. And, um, I, my first job was Michael John and I wasn't feeling the clientele there cause they were all like older Beverly Hills ladies. And I was like, I really want to learn hair color. And nobody was like really inspiring me there. And um, I answered an ad um, before there was Instagram. Um, and it was Tracy's best friend putting out an ad tile um, saying Neil George Color is looking for an assistant. And it was a group interview at Le Pan on Largemont. Oh, shit. And I went, yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, Tracy. And she was like, who did your blowout? I'm like, I did it. And she was like. Oh, and then she was like impressed and she said, can you work for me tomorrow? And I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> and the rest is history. That's yeah. incredible. So like, basically, if you guys don't understand, Tracy Cunningham is like that fucking girl. She yeah. is that girl. Like in LA. She's a queen. She is the queen. <laughs> and I think too, it's like, really, there was like this trinity of colors. So it was like Lori Goddard, Negan, and Tracy Cunningham. Right. Like those were the three that were like, doing for sure every motherfucking buddy like yeah. the mo- like all the most right every don't you celebrity. think yeah. the first week that i started with tracy uh she had 35 clients and she was doing matt damon for the liberace movie and i was like oh my god like that was iconic i mean honey <laughs> i used to watch jane fonda and raquel welch like get their blow dries on because like they just their stylists were on the same row yeah. and they would get blow dries on like thursdays and fridays so sometimes they would overlap and i would just be standing there like watching fucking jane fonda read a newspaper getting her hair blown out next to raquel welch getting her and like they'd be like hey jane hey like it was like and i remember thinking to myself like <laughs> you will never see something like right. this again right. like it was just so cool and I got to see like I'm more assisted for stylists but I got to learn a lot with my eyes with color just from like seeing it Um, but so anyway so you get to go to mesh you work with Tracy and and then and then you were there for like years and then you like branched out because like most apprenticeships like they last like two Uh, three years I did three and a half years with her yeah and then I went on that's a really long time yeah Oh yeah, she did not want to. And then let you me went go. on the floor for five at Mesh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I and that's kind of rare <laughs> to make it like all the way on the floor and then like hold down a like I mean, it really is hard to get on the floor at one of those types of salons because it's yeah. just like it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot. For you, what do you look for in a new client? Or what do you think that people who are looking for a new colorist um need to know before walking into a salon? So I think it like time because I don't think people realize like how much time they have to spend at a hair salon on the first visit. You know, like my usual clients, they already know their timing and they'll, you know, book themselves back to back. But you might not want to do that if you don't know how long it's going to take the first time. And also people need to bring photos. I can't emphasize this enough. Like, they're going to sit in my chair and be like, I don't know. I don't know what my inspo is. And then you kind of waste time looking for Pinterest photos, you know? <laughs> when it comes to like a consultation, like, are you pro consultation? Are you into a consultation? I'm a hundred percent pro consultation. The more oh, you Oh, and know, to make it clear, Liz, yeah. are you pro consultation? Like not getting a service, like just coming in for a consultation? Yes. Yes. And it's, it's, free. I don't charge for them because I rather know the situation beforehand than getting like, you know, deer caught in the headlights, you know. So 
before a new client goes to a salon, they need to know what their inspiration is. Um, know that it's going to take more time than what you probably think. Um, and then I prices. Like, I think it's important to talk about prices. What's like the price range in LA these days for like a base color? Uh, I think anywhere from like, you know, 150 to 200 to 250 is standard now. And, you know, everything's like heavily inflated. So they did um, hike up the prices a bit. <laughs> Damn! When I was in LA, yeah. my base colors were only 80 to 120. <gasps> Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. So base colors went up that much? Yeah. Yeah. Shit, I got to get back in the salon. <laughs> Too fitty for a base color, yeah. honey. That's pretty, like, honey, that's not bad, girl. I think I'm, honey, that mansion tax ain't looking know, so bad no I more. Know. Do I need to come back to LA? Like, oh my God. Oh my gosh. Okay. So let's talk about like, um, like now, like what do people, like what are people kind of wanting now? What are you seeing in the salon more in like, you know, January, 2024, maybe now more than what we were like two years ago, five years, 10 years ago. Like what's the vibes? You know what? I think, um, I'm seeing a lot of red and people being more adventurous, maybe because of like TikTok or, you know, social media, but I'm seeing a lot of like trending words like cowboy copper or cinnamon cookie Everyone's butter. wanting this. Fuck. And I, can I just tell you? Yeah. I've been doing cowboy copper since 2009. Like, exactly. That, and, but we all have. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think it's just people are like a little more open to being, uh, you know, redhead, you know. Like I just yes. took a Korean client like burgundy red and she might have never thought of doing that. I love. Okay, so we're a little more adventurous with color. Um, is there are people still talking about ombre? Are people still talking about balayage? What are people still talking about? You know, Haley Bieber was like a big trend and they still kind of want to look like her, you know, make it subtle, like little baby. Just like a little brown bob. Yeah, yeah. But then like, you know, maybe not her haircut because, you know, the talk in on TikTok, they talked about how everybody has a Lord Farquaad. <laughs> it's true. Because yeah. like, it's like not everyone's Haley Bieber, no. honey. And you got to have that really swingy. You got to have like really swingy, straight hair like for that hair to look cute and like if you have curl in the hair I mean it's cute you can have a cute curly bob but it's not that it's right. not that type of carefree right. like Hailey Bieber vibe that you're going for yeah. you're, it just gives more like Brooklyn <laughs> you, is there any yeah. like um trending yeah. techniques that people are really into right now honestly I you know clients don't know these like trending words like what it really means balayage so I'll be like yeah I mean I'll totally balayage you like on the ends on the hairline but I'm gonna keep your hair safe and you know like from prevent it from breaking so I use the foils and give you exactly what you want with the placement so I try to like you know talk them out of like doing something they probably regret later yeah <laughs> Balayage just means like hand painted, just like means you're painting it on, like right. you're not really using a foil to isolate it. But then I would always say like foilage, like you can kind of place it like balayage, but you just use foil and exactly. like sandwich it around there it's the if same you wanted thing. to. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it just like kind of like depends on like how you feel like comfortable, like what you feel is like best. Yeah. Um, so you are that go-to girl in LA for blonde transformations. Um, so 
if someone's listening to this and they're just like thinking about going blonde, uh, do you like it when people, are you more of a fan of like gradual lightening? Are you like, no girl, we got eight hours. You're like as dark as you are JVM, but you want to be like Renee Rapp? Let's fucking do it. Oh, my God. Or do you like to do it, like, over time more? You know what? Uh, in the past, when I was first starting out, I was so excited. I'm like, let's do it. Let's stay here for 12 hours, like, 14 hours. And I've, like, gone home at 1 a.m., JVN, and I was just like, I can't live like this anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I'm 40 now, so I'm like, okay, I'm tired. I got to go home. And also, I think, you know... Tracy always said, like, bleach is not a conditioning treatment and you want to really, really be blonde today and they want to have zero damage. So those are, like, pretty unrealistic. They don't go together. Yeah, they're, uh, yeah. You can't have best of both worlds. So I say, even I saw, like, clients in her chair, the celebrities, you know, you'll stop at certain moment and say, okay, we're going to put your hair in a treatment and then come back the next day, or you could tell your client, like, come back two days later after your hair recovered a little bit. Do you have anything for, like, going blonde, like, don't wash your hair so much the week of the appointment, or, like, make sure you're, you're switching to, like, a more strengthening conditioner or something like that? Yeah, I always have them, like, for example, I had a client, she was like, my hair's broken, you know, I went to Japan, they put black all over my hair, so I had to, like, do a color correction, um, but prior to that, I was like, okay, we should wait like three months cause it was in really bad shape. So I would tell her like use Nutrafol or hair vitamins of your choice, you know, use a prey. I'm obsessed with a prey treatments right now. And it's like a new bonding treatment. Uh, the chemist, the second chemist of Olaplex, uh, created it. And then, um, and also, like, use Milbon, which are, like, these Japanese shampoos. I love Milbon. Oh, my God. The best. So I have them take all that home, and they do notice a difference, and they do see their hair growing, and it's better. So after three months, I took her closest to what she was looking for, and it was so much better than her rushing me and having me do it three months ago, you know. This is a stylist and client question. If you are... Um, if, if a client wants something that you just know, like, their hair can't take, like, it's either just, like, and just so y'all know, like, a test strand is when you, like, isolate a little piece of hair in the back of the head and you put bleach on it and you put it in a foil and you just, like, see how it lifts so that you can get an idea of, like, can this whole head of hair tolerate a lightening service and, and, or if, like, does it lighten in, like, really banded crazy ways? Like, are you going to have to, like, put, like, one level of developer on, like, the ends, but then a different one on, like, this little middle band, and then, like, a lighter one on the top? Like, right. how intense of a process is this going right. to be? Like, is it possible? That's, yeah. like, what a test strand is. Exactly. So, it's, like, if you're a stylist who needs to say to, or if you're a colorist who needs to say to the client, like, we either need to test strand this, or is this just not possible? Or if you're a client getting that news... How, how do you approach both of those? Um, yeah, so I will always tell them like, hey, listen, um, I'm kind of worried about how your hair is going to turn out. And you did tell me the history, but let's just, you know, test around the back of your hair. And, um, you know, and if it goes well, then we could do it right away. Or, and if it doesn't, we have to, either do a color correction and remove all those um, permanent colors in her hair. Um, or 
um, we just have to wait. We just have to wait it out. Liz, do you do those like color removers and then can you bleach that day? Yeah. Um, I did have a client who had like a maroon hair color and she was like a lighter, like level six, seven Armenian chick. And, you know, I've done her before and she does her own hair sometimes. And I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) And, um, and I did a color remover and, um, applied rust eliminate, which is like the safest one. Like that's what Tracy uses for like Emma Stone's, you know, red to blonde. Going red to blonde. Yes. Yes. And brown transformations. And it's like the safest. So I really love it. It just smells kind of like sulfur eggy, but I like to like apply it outside to be considerate of my, you know, coworkers. Um, and but you do have to put them under the heat, so it is gonna still stink up the salon. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah. So I'll do that twice, and then rinse it out, put clarifying shampoo, and then I'll do a, um, a Malibu crystals to get the minerals out. Because just because you're putting the hair color removal doesn't mean it'll take the minerals out. So you have to do both, and it's just kind of like time consuming and arduous, but. This is what they're asking for. And there are no shortcuts to hair color. Um, Liz, I've had like the most fun time in my life. Are you ready for our final segment? It's our rapid fire round. And it really brings up the caboose in a fun way. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Rapid fire. What's your go-to budget beauty recommendation? Um, I think Batiste dry shampoo. I <laughs> I love it. It's like Ooh, $3.99. That's a good one. Yeah, but it like really soaks up the oil. I love it. That's a really fucking good one. What's your biggest splurge recommendation, beauty or otherwise? Um gosh. Like a good eye cream. Um yeah. What's your favorite eye cream? Um okay, right now I am um using this Korean brand called Rejurin and it's salmon. Oh my god, write it down, send it to me. You guys write yeah. it down. Salmon. So, what is it? Salmon sperm insides. It's their new technology. And I got it um, injected into my skin in Korea. Oh my God. I'm obsessed. It like gives you a glow. I hope it's not the salmon that the whales need to eat that we learned about with <laughs> Professor Giles. But if it like looks, but if your eyes are looking this good girl, like we'll deal with it. Okay, right, right. Um, okay, okay. Uh, a product that you never leave home without. Um, I think chapstick and my Korean lip tint. Yeah. What's your favorite 90s beauty memory? Um, Cindy Crawford with her big blowout. Fuck yes. What are your top three or one or two or three Roman Empire movies? Like, what are three movies that you just think about on a weekly basis and you don't know why? Um, okay, so Parasite is one. Shortcomings. My client, Ali Mackey, is in it and it's coming out on Netflix tomorrow. And Poor Things with Emma. Meh or Major. Milk chocolate color. Uh, Major. Baby balayage. Major for me. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Midnight black. Meh. Yeah, I never want to see it again. Chunky highlights. Meh, but Gen Z's might want chunky highlights. Copper color. Major. Uh, Kylie's pink color. You know what? I was so into it. So major. Scandinavian hairline. Major. Liz, what's on the horizon for you and where can people follow you? Where are you the most active on social? If they're just like, oh my God, I love Liz. Where Aww. can I follow her? Um, um, you could follow me on Instagram. I'm not that active on TikTok, but I have it. It's Lizzie Jung. Um, I'm working on something that I can't reveal just yet, but yeah. 
<laughs> stay but stay tuned, tuned so yeah, follow yeah because your instagram handle will include on the episode of description whatever anyone's listening on um and you might have to wait like six to 18 months to get on her list but if you want to get on her client list girl <laughs> she's taking them up in la girl but you just might have to wait really long but that's okay because she's very sweat after i can't even believe that we got on your schedule for this podcast oh my god thank you for having me oh my god liz did i have the most fun i've ever had oh yes oh my god had the best time with you thank you for thank so you for coming i'm pretty curious me. liz thank you oh yeah that was really fun you've been listening to pretty curious with me jonathan van ness you can learn more about this week's guest in the episode description of whatever you're listening to the show on and follow us on Instagram at Curious with JVN. Come on, Curious Universe. Still can't get enough? Subscribe to Extra Curious on Apple Podcasts for commercial-free listening and our subscription-only show, Ask JVN, where we're talking sex, relationships, and so much more. Our engineer is Nathaniel McClure. Our theme music is also composed by Nathaniel McClure. Pretty Curious is produced by me, Chris McClure, Julia Melfi, and Allison Weiss, with production support from Julie Carrillo, Ann Curry, and Chad Hall. <laughs>